Yo, what's up, friends? Welcome back to the local podcast. Today's episode of the podcast is brought to you by Greensburg Video. That's my video and photography company located right here on Main Street in Greensburg. If you and your company are up for some fresh ideas and some engaging content, look no further than Greensburg Video. Speaking of advertising, you can do that for your business right here on the local podcast. If you're interested in that, hit me up at thelocal724.com. But enough of this palaver. Let's get the show on the road. Welcome to the Local 724 Podcast in 3, 2, 1. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Local Podcast. I'm your host, Jordan Hauser. Today we have Jarek Fry with us. He runs an organization called the Veteran Bushido Brotherhood. So, Jarek, welcome to the show, man. Hey, how you doing? Doing good. Glad that I could get you on here. Um, this sounds like a really interesting organization from the research that I've done and, you know, just hearing from mutual friends of ours. Tell us, you know, what you're all about, what the organization is like. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, I served nine years in the Marine Corps Infantry from 2005 to 2014, um, where I deployed four times. I was in Iraq, I was in Afghanistan. Uh, I actually it was a part of the evacuation of Lebanon in 2006. Uh, and then um, I had my oldest son, and I always said that when I got, uh, when I had a kid on the way that I had to get out because uh, the infantry is all about deploying, and I loved it, and I was really good at it, but you know, you have to raise your kid. Like you have to be there for him if you can. So that was, you know, the hard choice that I had to make. Um, so upon getting out of the military, uh, kind of thought it was funny. My recruiter told me when I got in that I should do a different job and I didn't believe him, but he like told me that I wouldn't have a career when I got out. Wow. <laughs> uh, because I did infantry like, it, yeah, but, at the time, you know, when you're 17, like, who's going to tell you what you're going to do in the future? Right. Uh, you know, so uh, I got out and like <laughs> hindsight, you know, like nine years later, I was filling out a resume and like didn't have a job to walk into. Uh, kind of had to start over at nine years. Like, you know, like <laughs> basically like I disappeared for nine years and then had to like start my life then. Right. Yeah. Uh, um. So upon getting out, like, man, I felt totally abandoned. Like, uh, when it's time to get out of the military, like you kind of just cut all ties with all your friends and stuff. Like it really just kind of ends, you know, it's just like if you're leaving another job, like those people you used to work with, you hardly have relationships with anymore. Like it's very few and far between. So it was the same, you know, it was the same with the military. Um, so I got out of the military uh, in 2014, um, really like didn't have a friend group. You know, the guys that I used to be friends with weren't really my friends anymore. Uh, they have all, you know, went on with their life. And so did I, like we we're totally different people at this point. And uh, trying to connect with people was super hard. Like uh, you just kind of feel like nobody understands um, where you're coming from or like, mm -hmm. like who you are, honestly. Uh, so you feel super disconnected and you end up alienating yourself. Uh, it, it's very, uh, we do it to ourselves. It's like a selfish thing that we do our, like 
we think as veterans that we're alone and that like civilians don't care about us or like can't relate with us. And it's totally not true, but um, this is like a belief that we have. So uh, I always said when I got out that like, I needed to do something to help veterans. Like, cause when I got out, I just felt alone. You know, there's all these organizations BFW, what I, I mean, I'm not knocking on any of them, but there's all these different organizations. Uh, and I just, you know, none of them connected with me. Um, and I just didn't have anybody, honestly. Like, um, I felt very, very alone. Yeah. So, uh, after that, you know, I started drinking a ton. Um, I went from, I plumbed for a couple of years. Uh, I was a plumber just mm-hmm. cause it, that's who would hire me and pay decent. Like, uh, you know, that's a shitty job, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, so, uh, so I, uh, bounced around and then I like, I had been barbering in the Marine Corps, like on deployments and stuff. Mm-hmm. So then I ended up, uh, walking into, uh, through like my brother used to go there and uh, Nick Cristofano that owns unique ink. Like he used to go there and uh, they all suggested that I go check it out to like be a barber. Cause I already knew how to. Um, and I studied down in Virginia when I was there. Mm-hmm. So I walked into EJ's and uh, actually ended up being a barber there. Um, so I was there and like, you know, kind of got to talk to people, talk to a lot of veterans, talk to, uh, you know, a lot of like police, different people that were coming through and they all kind of like had the same mindset. Like I just, you could just get the same feeling from all these guys. And it like always was in the back of my head that like, I should help people. Like I need yeah. to help these dudes. Uh, so, um, I started playing rugby. Like I was playing rugby at the time, which was cool. I played for the Greensburg Maulers, great team. Uh, just, didn't like click with that friendship. You know, we played rugby together. It was fun, but that was the extent of it. Mm-hmm. And, um, this little goofy guy with like messed up ears comes into the barbershop. Uh, <laughs> and I'm like, who's this like little strange guy? And he's got like these just jacked up ears and he's talking about jujitsu, but he's like real calm, real natured. Like, uh, you know, just a good-hearted guy. And two of the other barbers actually, because of him, started doing jiu-jitsu. And these guys would always be like, man, come, you should come train. Like, you're tough. You play rugby. Like, come train. And I would always tell them, like, you don't want me to. I'm going to come kick your ass. Like, I'll beat you the first <laughs> guy. I know I'm tougher than you guys. <laughs> so, uh, but I didn't want to, like, make the financial commitment to it because it seemed expensive to me. Yeah. But meanwhile, I'm going to the bar almost every night, spending 40 or 50 bucks every single night yep. drinking. Yeah. Um, just for something to do, honestly, and trying to like find friends. So I uh, start doing jujitsu eventually. Like it just all happened. Like I was like, all right, I'll come in the door. I'll try. And, uh, that day I got, you know, I almost puked. It was terrible. You know, I had a 170 pound guy hold me to the ground and like, I couldn't get off the ground, which is a terrible feeling. 
Yeah, um, and I would, be. I was about, you know, like, it, I was about 220 pounds, like lifted weights, played rugby, tough guy. And I went in there and just got manhandled by a bunch of smaller people. And from that day on, like I had, I was like, well, I have to do this till nobody can do that to me again. And that's awesome. that, like, it just like started me on jujitsu. That's really cool, um, man. Yeah. Like, it, man, you want to check your ego? Yeah. <laughs> go, go let Tommy Costa, who's like 150 pounds, choke you out six times in a row in four minutes. You know? <laughs> yeah. That's nuts, man. Uh, Tommy, yeah. uh, Tommy's a good dude, man. He was on this podcast. And like you said, like when you met him, he, um, really kind of like soft spoken dude, like real calm and, and everything like that. And that is not what I expected when I met him as well. I was just like, he seemed to have like this insane amount of discipline about him and what he does. And, uh, you know, you, you spent some time in a bar here in Greensburg. So, you know, you run into, to these cats that, uh, you know, like to watch UFC on TV and they wear all the merch and they go around to the bars and they act really tough at night and everything like that. And, uh, you know, that's to not to throw shade, but like, that's what I expected when I met Tommy, I just kind of expected that type of person. And that is completely the fucking opposite of what I got. That dude is like, really cool and it's just you know not uh not what you expect absolutely like he is like the epitome of like like walk or walk uh silently but carry a big stick yeah you know, you know like that yeah. is him like he's a quiet like calm natured guy but like he will box your ears off or put you to sleep like, <laughs> you know and it's very surprising it's very alarming when you're like a big guy that lifts weights and like you think you're tough and you get smashed and choked out and arm barred a bunch of times and, and like are second guessing your reality. In way. Yeah. <laughs> um, but so like after that I started jujitsu and like, man, did it start like a chain reaction in my life? Uh, you know, finding this thing that I was so passionate about and that I really wanted to get good at um, really like, I, I kind of like view life and I kind of like tell people that I view cycles. Mm -hmm. So like you're either in a negative cycle or you're in a positive cycle always. And it's all based off like these micro decisions that you make throughout your day, you know, yeah. and they just yeah. compound. Right. And, and you know, people talk about the snowball effect or whatever, whatever yeah. it is. But like, so if you get up and you eat a donut and drink a Coke, you're probably going to feel like crap, you know, yep. and it's going to affect your mental state. And then from there, like your next decision throughout the day is probably going to be bad. You know, it's probably yeah. going to be an unhealthy decision. You're probably going to skip the gym or whatever it is. You're going to continue to drink crap instead of water. Uh, you know, and this, this just keeps compounding and it compounds through like, not only like nutrition and like, you know, making healthy decisions like exercising, it'll affect your, like, you know, that overall affects your mental state. Like, how you work like are you oh, yeah are you productive at work are you being um productive with your family are you a productive member of the community you know like those things just keep compounding yeah in a negative way right mm -hmm. well it's the same adverse direction you know like if i get up in the morning and i eat a healthy breakfast 
you know, when it comes time for me to exercise or do something, I'm probably going to do that. Like I'm probably, I feel better. My head feels good. Yeah. Um, you know, my body chemicals are going the right direction. So I've got this good mindset that I can be healthy. So then it triggers like the next thing. So when I go to work, I might be a little bit more productive at work. You know, so what, yeah. what jujitsu did for me is it was that first start of that wheel turn. You know, I yeah. started to turn the wheel really in the right direction. So I started to become more positive. So like I go train really hard in the next two hours and I'm getting a little bit better jujitsu and like I'm getting in better shape. Well, when I wake up in the morning, like I'm going to eat healthy food. So then like I make healthy, like I eat healthy food and then I'm going to stretch because I'm sore from jujitsu, but then I stretch and it makes me feel better. You know, you really serotonin mm-hmm. and like, like all these positive things are happening to your body. And then you just like trip this healthy cycle. So like it did it just like, without me realizing it, like I tripped a healthier cycle in my life, like a huge healthier cycle. And, uh, you know, became obsessed with jujitsu. Like I'm going five days a week, I'm competing whatever I can, like I'm diving in, I'm working out at home because I want to be better. I'm stretching because I want to do, like I was doing yoga. So I want to be better. I'm doing, you know, I'm taking supplements. I found a whole supplement company and I started like selling their stuff because I want to be better. And uh, so within a year of starting jujitsu, I opened my own barbershop like in Greensburg, the straight ahead barbershop, like within mm-hmm. one year of starting jujitsu, it like pushed me. Like I jumped forward crazily to, to have the courage and the mindset to open my own bar- barbershop. Right. Um, and three months after that, uh, I was sitting in church, which, uh, my wife, Emily, like encouraged me to go to church for the first time in my life, like mm-hmm. about eight months prior to that. She, like asked me, invited me to church, which was weird. You know, like I'm a 30 year old adult. Like I was like, I, I guess I'll go. Like I, that wasn't a thing for me. Uh, and so I'm sitting in church like three months after I opened the barbershop. So this is uh, the beginning of September or mid September. Just opened the barbershop, like wasn't doing well, doing very little cuts a day. Uh, but I still wanted to help people. And in my mind, sitting there on a Sunday, like something said, like I always thought, like, ah, you should help veterans. And I would look into organizations. I would call people. I would like try to do stuff and just get shut down or like, you know, it, something about it would just like turn me away. Like mm-hmm. whether like it was a company making money. I'm like, uh, I don't, I don't really want to give to somebody's paycheck. Right. Yep. You know, cause that's, I, I feel like a lot of nonprofits unfortunately turn into that. It, it's a business. Yeah. Um, so I would see that it would turn me away. And I, so I was sitting in church that Sunday and something in the back of my head just said, just go do it. Like stop talking about helping people and just go do it. And so I was like, all right, like I I guess I will. Yeah. So, you know, it's just kind of like that whole, like put up or shut up, like stop talking about it or Mm -hmm. like make a difference. That's excellent. So like crazy. So then like Tuesday is my first day of like, you know, typically Tuesday through Saturday's barbershop is mm-hmm. Tuesday. I'm in there. And, um, the owner of defenders armory, Tony, Tony walks in my barbershop and he had just like opened the new shop up there in Jeanette. And he goes, you know, I'm just talking to him. And I'm just kind of spitballing. That's still fresh in my mind. Like I got to do something. I got to figure yeah. this out. And so I asked him, I'm like, what's it take to do a gun bash? Have you ever done one? And he was like, yeah, you just, you pick guns and we sell tickets 
and then we give them away. And I was like, oh, all right. Like, there's nothing more to it, you know? Like, That's it. You're expecting some, like, I don't know, some big legal thing. You're like, like right, no. yeah. And so I, I mean, like, I would think you'd have to get permits and stuff like that. Like, who knows? Like, nobody yeah. knows. Now, like, I mean, you do have to run through a, through a nonprofit and I was sponsored by the FOP 56, which is in Greensburg, which is awesome. Sure. They have like the uh, certification that you need to collect money to give it away. Yeah. Cause the government has to get their piece. hundred <laughs> <laughs> percent. So I, uh, I'm talking to Tony, Tony and he's like, yeah. So right then in the chair, we come up with four guns and a ticket. And I'm like, well, I guess, I guess we're doing this. Like, uh, so in the same time, like I'm, this is all just happening like a lot. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm like, all right, well, I like jujitsu. What if I did a jujitsu tournament too? Like, what if I did jujitsu and guns? Yeah. And I was like, who doesn't like that? And then I was like, and I'll buy beer. Perfect. <laughs> jujitsu and guns. I was like, that sounds great. Icing uh, on the cake. Right. <laughs> so, um, like two customers later, like I'm not see like I'm, I might see like four customers, three customers in a day sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, or less. So Steve Salvi, who owns Chanacola out in Irwin, mm-hmm. he walks in. He's just a new customer. You know, I, I don't been there three months. He walks in, gets his haircut and I'm, I'm pumped. I'm, you know, I'm telling everybody I'm going to do this. It's going to be jujitsu and guns. It's going to be great. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, well, what are you doing for food? And I was like, I don't know. Like I'm going to buy some hot dogs. Like, uh, yeah. <laughs> what do you do for food? I don't know. I got beer, guns, and, and jujitsu. Like, what do you? And he's like, he's like, all right, I got you. And I was like, what, what do you mean? He's like, I got you. I got your food. And I was yeah. like, wow, man. Like, you don't have to do that. Like, I might have two hundred people here. And he's like, yeah, okay. Like, I got you. Whatever it is, it helps veterans. It's a good cause. Yeah. It's good hearts in it. Like, you, you, I, I have your back. However long incredible. you do this, right? Like. But like, just think of the, like the situation, you know, like all this mm-hmm. to fall in yeah. and right people to fall together at the same time. Like this is meant to be like 100% yeah. without a doubt, this was supposed to happen. Dude, 100%, man. So, so within a month, I have the event. Um, I raised like, I think it was like 2700 or $1,700 the first year, um, which is crazy. You know, I was expecting maybe like a hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And like the guys that were counting the money at the front door were like, Hey man, we already got a thousand. What do we do with it? And I was like, ah, what do you mean you got a thousand? He's like, well, you got a thousand dollars like over what you owe for the guns. I was like, uh, you know, like, what? I wasn't expecting that. Like, yeah. I don't know. Hold on to it. <laughs> you know, so keep adding it. So they like, you know, they ended up with like, I think it was like seven, I think it was $1,700. Um, so I get it. And then, um, I find it and I donate it to the uh, Westmoreland County VA Emergency Relief Fund, which is just a bank account that exists mm-hmm. inside of Westmoreland County that nobody knows about because they don't tell anybody. Wow. Uh, um, that if a veteran or a Gold Star wife, which is like in, uh, you know a veteran that passed his wife, mm-hmm. they can they can go to this the VA and uh, you know if you can't pay your bills or you your car is broke or something. This money's just there to help them. That's awesome. I've never heard right, of any, I've never ever heard of this. Right. Like, so this, this, what the fuck? 
That's exactly my point, right? So, like, I just found this, gave it to him. I was like, here. So, I donated that that year. The next year, it grew like crazy and actually turned into, like, a legitimate event. Like, the first year was 60 of us standing around drinking a keg of beer from Yellow Bridge and yeah. like, eating good pasta with, like, a three-color mat. Like, <laughs> it, it, was, it was thrown together. And I had, like, a speaker uh, <laughs> playing music. To the second year, like, we had, like, you know, about 200 people um 250 people i raised uh somewhere around five thousand dollars wow the second man. year i mean it just grew i got a tent and like i bought a mat so it looked legit um had like the first year I had four competitors because it is a jiu-jitsu tournament too but it's the mm-hmm. tournament's mainly to expose different people to jiu-jitsu right yeah because so many people like ask me they're like uh what's jujitsu like is that like uh karate like you break boards and <laughs> i was like yeah exactly. <laughs> i always tell them like no we don't we don't break boards we break arms there you go <laughs> it's always like a joke that i <laughs> i tell people but uh but so we uh um so that second year just grew like all on its own like people ask me like wow you did a, such a great job and i'm like i'm not doing this like i am just the one that like is there putting it together. Like I, you know, it just happens. Like all the good people, like my heart's in it. Uh, Mm -hmm. It's all, everything about the event is good, you know? So that's why it grows. You know, people can see that this is like a good thing. Yeah. And and like, if you want to see my bank account, you want to see like where I deposit the money, like I'll show you. Like I have no, there's nothing hiding here. Like this is a 100%. Yeah. That's amazing, man. Yeah. So last year, COVID, right? Year three, COVID's going on. Everything, the world, the whole world shut down. Yep. I refuse to shut down the barbershop third out because, you know, if people wanted to come out, people wanted to support veterans. Like if, if anything, people needed supported more during this. Mm-hmm. 100%. Yeah. Everybody felt alone. I, I guarantee suicides went up. You know, the worst thing for a veteran is to sit alone in your house and dwell, like sit in the dark and drink alcohol because that's what they do. They put themselves in a cave and seclude themselves. So I wanted people to see that, like, even though this pandemic's going on and this, you know, whatever's happening in the world, people are still going to get together and we're still going to have a community to support people. You know, like we're still here. So, like, that was my driving force into, like, keeping this going last year. Mm -hmm. And because of that, Man, I had 350 people. I raised like $7,000. Wow. It, it was like incredible. Okay. So, leads me to like what we were talking about. Like you never heard of the um, no the emergency relief fund for the VA, right? Not even once. All right. I'm a veteran and I didn't hear about it. Yeah. Uh, That's even more fucked up. Neither has anybody that I ever honestly ran into. Anybody that I told anybody about that, they're like, wow, that's great. So I go to donate the money, um, and they, like, wouldn't meet me. They were, like, being real crazy. Like, I was just trying to give them a check for $7,000. And it kind of just got my wheels spinning that, like, if they're not here for me to collect money off of me, and I have never heard of this before, they're probably not out there helping people. Yeah. Like, where's my money going? Right. Like, where's exactly. everybody's money going that we collect? 
right? It's sitting in a bank account probably. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I'm praying about it. I'm, I'm, I'm mad. I'm, I'm furious at this point about this whole situation. Uh, so I'm praying about it. I'm thinking about it. And it just like strikes me just like that first idea did just like it all came together. I said, just do your own nonprofit. Like who cares what it is? Let's figure it out. Get it going. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, after last year's event, I started just reaching out to people like, Hey, I want to start a nonprofit. How do I do this? You know, I have money. I have this going on. The event's already established. Like the hard stuff's already done. Right. Yeah. How do I do this? So, um, I actually had a guy, one of my customers at the barbershop come in and he told me he'd do it for me. Like he said he would file the paperwork for me. He's like a lawyer. Um, that's amazing. And he's like, I'll take care of it. It's easy. No cake. I got it. And I was like, uh, all right, man. Like, cool. Great. So then I had a CPA, which is another customer who's a veteran for like, he did, I think 21 years in the army. Wow. He runs a, he runs a CPA firm. He did all my account, like all the IRS stuff for me, just volunteered. Like one of my customers just walked in, just doing it for me. Like, you know, like these people were just put there for a purpose. Like that, yeah. there's, there's no other way that like all this stuff comes together like it has without like them being put there. You know, yeah. like this is, and so it just encourages me to do more and more and more and like do as much as I can. Um, so, uh, I know I'm being a little long winded. I apologize. But. No, dude, that's the whole idea. They're here to, people are here to listen to you, not me. <laughs> so, so kind of just all comes together and I don't know what the charity's going to do. Mm-hmm. You know, like I know I'm starting a nonprofit. I don't know how I'm going to help better. My issue with a lot of other nonprofits are the fact that they don't actually help veterans get better. Like, they take you for a fishing trip or take mm-hmm. you for a hunting or buy you something or have an event to, for veterans. But like, what is that doing to make a veteran better? Right. Like, um, so that's where I can't, you know, like that's, that's where like it came from. Like I want to actually improve somebody's life, make their life better for them, the community that surrounds them. Yeah. So, uh, I'm driving home from jiu-jitsu one night, which is like when you do your best thinking. Cause like after you do jiu-jitsu and you just worried about like staying alive for the last two hours <laughs> because I'm trying to murder you. Yeah. You, your head's never clear in your life. So, uh, I'm driving home from this jiu-jitsu one night and it hits me like a flash of lightning. Again. You know, do jujitsu, get veterans into group fitness because group fitness brings you inside of a community of people, mm-hmm. you know, that sh- when you struggle together, you become close. And that's what we know from the military. Right. Like in boot camp and your platoons and all that, the dudes that you struggled the worst with, you know, you walk 20 miles with a hundred pounds on your back. They're your best friends because like you have something in common through that struggle. Mm-hmm. So I, I figured, you know, like there's nothing better to relate to that, you know, to get veterans. It's just group fitness. And like, I don't care. Yes, of course I lean heavy on jujitsu because I love jujitsu. It's like life changing. Right. But like, I've got CrossFit gyms that are totally involved. I've got regular gyms that do group fitness classes that are all about it. You know, I'll send people to there. Uh, I've got jujitsu. I've got a boxing club in uh, Southside boxing down in, uh, Pittsburgh, they're awesome, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
they'll sponsor veterans to get in there. And then like, I've got jujitsu gyms all over the area. I think there's like 12 jujitsu gyms in our area that are all, all on board. You know, they're giving me a discount rate for the veterans to get in there. And then I've got a gym, uh, 10th Planet at Bethlehem. They jumped on board. They love it. Um, they're out in Bethlehem, PA, which is like near yeah. Allen. Uh, but basically the program just does gives you three free months of training in any group fitness class and then any gear you need to get started. Yeah. You know, yeah. so it's like, fantastic. Hey, it, like it's simple, right? It's like not a sh- huge thing, but, but the whole thing is like, I, it's hard for somebody to see value in something if they've never done it. Right. You know, like if, if you tell me something's worth $150, but I, I don't know that it's worth $150. Like I haven't experienced that. Right. I'm not going to like see the same value that you are. And mm-hmm. so it's hard to get somebody to like make that initial leap. And that was hard for me too. You know, that was hard for me to make that initial leap to pay the money to get started. Yeah. So I remove it. You know, I remove that excuse. Yeah. But that's the whole and, and three months gives you enough, enough time to like get in there, develop friendships, develop that community, really fall in love with it mm-hmm. uh, or see that you don't like it, you know, but at least you give it a chance in three months. Mm-hmm. And, um, and by the time that you're in, you're vested and you have like those friendships, those community, you're going to keep going, you know? And, yeah. and you, in that time, like you're going to feel better. You're going to get in better shape. You're going to start eating better. Like I, I guarantee it. If you actually jump into it and allow the process to work, like you are going to be better at the end of this. Yeah. And like, you're going to be a better worker. You're going to be a better father. You know, it, it helps everything. Cause like when you're physically better, your mind's better. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, everything else is just easy. Yeah. And that always kind of like, that just goes right back to what you were talking about. Like the positive and negative cycles, like, let me ask you this. Do you, do you still drink? Hardly. Like hardly. But when you do, you probably drink in like in a positive experience. Like you go to a wedding and you have like celebratory drinks, things like that. Like instead of negative experiences, negative drinks, negative, like sitting in the house, drinking in the dark, like you said, going to bars just to, you know, get your mind off of things, looking for friends that aren't really friends, they're acquaintances, um, you know, things like that. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Like I have nothing against alcohol. <clears throat> to be honest. Right. Like, yeah. uh, you know, if I you use it, it right, if you use it yeah. the right way, yeah. you know, um, and you know, you use it as a positive thing. It's celebratory. Like you said, mm-hmm. like I use it like if on my, on my birthday was just the other day, I had a drink or two, yeah. you know, and I, I'm having a drink or two, not a case. Right. Yep. <laughs> you know? um, and I'm not drinking every night so that I can go to sleep. Yeah. Or to, just so I can like drown out the misery of my day from the daily grind that we love here in Pennsylvania. Right. Yeah. You know, like, like Pennsylvania blue, I call it the Pennsylvania blue collar syndrome. You know, like mm-hmm. we, we work, we grind all day, we come home, we drink beer, we go to sleep. And like, that's all we do every single day. Like a lot of guys like just don't have something that they like can invest themselves into that they enjoy doing. So then it just like makes everything just gray and, and terrible, you know? Yeah. Dude, it makes sense, man. I know, I know a lot of people like that. It's, um, I think that, you know, what's really special about this is the fact that you just like never 
you never gave up. Like you you just had that like feeling that you always wanted to help people. That was the biggest thing. And honestly, whether, you know, you're listening to this or whoever you are, like whether you believe karma exists or not, it, it, I believe it certainly does. So like whatever you put out into the world, you receive back, uh, what do they say? Tenfold, something like that. But, um, you know, you were putting these positive vibes out. Sorry, you were, you know, improving on yourself, improving your life. And you genuinely just wanted to help improve the lives of your brothers, your veterans. And, uh, dude, that's, I'm so like happy that everything fell into place. That's such a, an amazing story. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's honestly just crazy. And like, when I tell this story and like, you know, that's why I'm kind of long winded about, I still find it like amazing. It is. Like to me, it's it's just like, I'm like awestruck at the whole situation and like what it's grown into, you know, we've got the fourth year of it coming up. Yeah. Like I could make upward of like $10,000 this year for the nonprofit. And like, Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't recoup any of it. Like I don't, none of it goes to me. Like it goes to a bank account and and then I sponsor veterans. I've already sponsored six veterans this year since it started. Like the Mm -hmm. nonprofit didn't really get going until like, I think it was like spring when it actually like got set up and underway, bank accounts established, like all that crap, like all the paperwork and dumb stuff. Uh, (laughs) uh, So like after I got established, I've already sponsored six veterans in doing jujitsu. Yeah. Um, I believe two of them are actually doing the competition, the, the barbershop third on this year, September 19th. There's two or three of them are already signed up for the competition. Like they've already did their three month trial mm-hmm. or like their three month like sponsorship. And they, you know, they bought a year of training and like they keep, they're like, they're competing and going out there and their families have joined. Yeah. Like it's incredible to like <laughs> see these people long term effects that it's going to have on these, on these people. And, uh, you know, and I've got three more this week just reached out all at once to join the program, get into different gyms. Yeah. Um, you know, I've got one joining our gym, one joining um, Stout down in the city, and I've got another one joining True Believer, um, you know, to get these guys in this family and get them going and, like, yeah. you know, just better their life. It's, it's, I mean, it's just crazy. Like, honestly, I'm awestruck about the situation. I'm just, like, here doing it. It's kind of, it's kind of weird. It's amazing. I mean, like, that's what needs to happen. There needs to be the person, you know, the dreamer, there needs to be the the organizer, the person that like starts this. And to be honest, man, like, you know, charity or, um, you know, nonprofits, things that make people feel good about themselves, like positivity really is magnetic. And it's just like, you know, you sit there and you think about the people that went and fought for the country and things. And you just start to think like, well, if this guy can find the time to do this and he's really invested in doing this, what can I do? You know what I mean? Like it really makes you or and other people like your, your friend that's a CPA and you know, all the other people that jumped in uh, to help you out. It's infectious. It really is. Positivity really is infectious. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I, I mean, I totally agree. It's it just, you know, um, it just like breeds itself. It's like the cycle, right? It's like the yeah. whole cycle. Like they see that I'm doing a good thing and I want to do a thing, good thing and they have the ability to help me. So they do, you know, nobody ever like asked for anything out of it. Nobody that's actually giving and actually that means it is that ever asking for anything. They don't even want me to put them on my shirts and stuff, right, but they yeah. don't have an option. 
<laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, it's, it's just great. It's, it's, it's such a good, uh, you know, to see that it's affecting people and actually like has became this actual organization that is helping people. I think you hit the mute button. You there? Yep. Okay. Yeah. Some, <laughs> the, the, I got a phone call. There you go. But um, what were we talking about there? Um, None, just, just like the, like how it grows and like people keep yeah. dumping into the organization and helping. Yeah. It's really awesome, man. And like, I mean, I think it's really neat that I think everybody needs to find something, you know, to really get themselves into a positive space. Like a lot of people, they have working out, they have, you know, fitness, things like that. I mean, it can really be anything. It's just go take a bike ride, go on a hike, go do this, go do that. And like, you know, that's for, that's for some like normal people, but like, can you like tell us, describe a little bit because like I have family and I have friends that have, that are veterans. They've, they've been out and you really don't know what it is that they're dealing with because they don't always want to like tell you, they don't want to talk about it. So you're just in this weird space where like, you know, they come home, you know, the things are a little bit different and you're just kind of like, man, this is, it's an awkward conversation. You have awkward conversations with people because like you just don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Man, it's, it's hard to say like it's the veterans. Like we do it to ourselves. Mm -hmm. We, we really do like, and I try to tell other guys the same thing. Like we alienate ourselves from civilians, right? Cause that's the term. That's the, like, yeah. ah, they're civilians, nasty civilians. Right. But it's, it's just like us separating ourselves and closing ourselves off and feeling like we're so alone when we're not, you yeah. know, like they like veterans just need to realize, you know, themselves that like, they're not alone. Like people care about them and love them and like want to help them, you know, like especially people that didn't serve. Like yeah. I personally think, like, I don't think any less of somebody that didn't serve, you know, people have apologized to me. Like, oh, I thought about like signing up, but you know, this happened or that, like, I don't care. Yeah. You know, we each have our jobs in life. Like we have paths that we're supposed to follow, you know, mm-hmm. it, just because your path is something else, you know, whether it's, uh, it doesn't matter what it is. Like you build houses, people need houses. Right. Like, each person has their path that they need to follow. Like if you're not on your path, that's a problem. But like, if you realize like where you're supposed to be and you just excel at it, like I, that's great. You know? Yeah. Uh, I think, I don't think it's like civilians helping like veterans. I think veterans need to help themselves. Yeah. You know, like the, the, the first part of like, getting better is realizing that there's a problem, right? With anything. I don't care if it's addiction or whatever, like whatever the issue is like actually realizing that they're a problem. These dudes need to realize. And like these girls need to realize that they're alienating themselves mm-hmm. and that people do care about that. Yeah. You know? Um, so like my, it's hard for me to like tell somebody how to help a veteran. Right. Yeah. More so than like, it's me telling other veterans like, get off your ass and help yourself. Yeah. You know, like you should take those lessons you learned from the military and like 
all this great work ethic and everything that we learn, like leadership skills, and like put that forth to positive things. Yep. You know, don't just sit and dwell because you were a veteran. People owe you stuff. Like, I don't think that at all. Like, people don't owe you stuff. Like, you should owe, you know, you have all these things that you can add to society. Yeah. Like, you're wasting it sitting at home drinking and smoking weed every day, you know? Like, yeah. I just don't feel that, like, I think because I broke it. You know, I broke the wall down. Yeah. And now, now I like to call veterans out on like, I'd rather call somebody out on it than mm-hmm. try to like tell of somebody that didn't serve to like try to go help this person that won't take help. Right. Yeah. Dude, it's interesting, man. Um, I mean, I think what you're doing is simply incredible. I mean, I know that you do like CrossFit and Jiu-Jitsu and um, or something like boxing and MMA and stuff like that. Like, and it does say and more. Like, what are some of the other activities that? you know, you try to help people get into? Uh, honestly, any group fitness activity. Like, mm-hmm. I don't care. Like, you know, like, I, I don't, if this group fitness gets you out of your house yeah, and around other people that you have something in common with, I'll pay for it. You know, I'll pay for three months of it. I don't care if it's kayaking. I don't care if it's, uh, man, I, I really don't care. Zumba, like. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> Dude, you know, that's cool. If you have, if you're a veteran, you have something you're interested in, like you're already interested in, and you tell me that you found this place that you want to try this, like you know, I don't know if I can pay for it, or like I can't buy the gear or whatever it is, I will upfront that for you. You know, like like mm-hmm. I will remove that like excuse for you, so that you can get started and like move on with your life and like add to the local community. Yeah dude, that's incredibly motivating. And honestly, I, I can't see how anybody, um, you know, that is eligible for this could see it any otherwise. I think it's, it's incredible, man. You're doing God's work. We just got to try, right? Yeah. Like like I can, so I will. So cool. Can you tell everybody where they can find you and find information about this? Yeah. So, uh, if you go on the uh, veteranbushudobrotherhood.com, mm-hmm. um, that's like the official website. You can actually donate on there if you want. Uh, if you go on Facebook, there's a Veteran Bushido Brotherhood on Facebook, on Instagram as well. Uh, and then the event, the fourth annual Barbershop Throwdown, that's an event on Facebook. It's a public event. Mm-hmm. Um, please come share at Straight Ahead Barbershop. There are tickets for the event. There's different guys in our community that have tickets as well. Uh, the tickets, it's a gun bash with uh, the ticket gets you in, food, beer mm-hmm. from local crowd. Like uh, we have Sobel's donating beer, New Crescent. Josh uh, from Marino's is coming down and serving beer. Chenicola cool. um, donates food. Funnel Cake Men will be down there. Uh, you know, it's just this great community mm-hmm. event. Um, and then I had a bunch of different businesses donate to me, to, mm-hmm. you know, just make it even better. Uh, we'll have a jujitsu competition with, uh, I give away a bear rug as, as the grand prize for the, and $500 cash to the winner of the jujitsu competition. There's multiple different divisions. Um, but all that money just dumps back into the, the veteran Bushido brotherhood. Um, but yeah, check us out on Facebook, Instagram, uh, Google it. We're online. You'll, awesome. I mean, we're all over the place. Very cool. And you did say that there is a, there's 
a uh, link to donate on your website? Yes. Awesome. Yep. That's perfect. That's what everybody needs to know. Um, before we get out of here, I do have to tell you, <laughs> I might've done this offline, but did anyone ever tell you you look like Matt Dillon? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like a hundred percent. You got on the camera. I mean, I've seen pictures of you before, obviously, but when you got on and like, I just saw like, you know, you talking and things, I was just like, Oh my God, that's Matt Dillon. So funny. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm a doppelganger for like certain like actors. It's weird. I hear a hundred percent. Dude, very funny, man. Seriously, dude, thank you so much for coming on the show. It's, uh, I'm really excited. I'm excited to hear more about the, uh, the other podcast that you were on and I hope you guys get tons and tons of attention, you know, shown towards what you guys are doing now. And, uh, you know, if this could help in any way, I, I really hope it does. And, uh, you know, that's pretty much that. Yeah. I appreciate it, man. Come on down to the event. It's uh, September 19th. I would love to hang out. Like it's, it's I mean, we had like, it's a good time. It's fun. I got a DJ that comes, like a good DJ. DJ Never Nice. He kills it. Uh, you know, I think we went through like seven barrels of beer last year and like ridiculous amount oh, wow. of food. It's really good to get through competitions to watch. Like it's just, it's just fun. Awesome, man. It's going on my calendar but, the second I hit stop. Perfect. I appreciate it, man. Thank you. Hell yeah. Stick around. <laughs>